Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Fantasy Addicts Podcast. It is Frank. I'm bringing you the week five recap. Another great week of football. Another great week of fantasy football. Um, another great week for my fantasy football team. I moved to 4-1 and one into my main league, and I'm very excited. Looking forward to uh, hopefully playing playoffs this year again um, and hopefully winning a playoff game. Would be nice, to be perfectly uh, honest. Um, another... Great week um, of games. Really entertaining slate of games. Red zone, really enjoyable generally. Um, we did have an absolutely cracking game um, on Thursday night. Um, I absolutely lie. It was the Washington Commanders and Chicago Bears. Thank goodness they were able to put up points and somewhat entertain the people. Um, we did have the Chicago Bears getting the first win um, of the season, so I'm looking forward to going through that game with you guys as well. Um, as always, this podcast is going to be bringing you all the important pieces of information you need from each of the games. I'm going to run through each game quickly. I'm going to bring up the stats, see what players did what, um, what's going to be changing, any injuries for each team, um, and any impacts moving forward into week six as well. Before we do get stuck in, though, I want to make sure the listeners are following the podcast on this social, so make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts and on Twitter on uh, at the FB Addicts or if you're going to be cool like me and call it the X um, I still can't move on I'm still calling it Twitter um, but we'll get there one day um, before um, I don't think that's everything um, that's all the housekeeping we'll just get stuck straight into the games the Chicago Bears obviously getting their first win of the season Justin Fields put on an absolute show on Thursday night football 282 yards through the air, four touchdowns, and then also had 57 yards on the ground. Really great fantasy day. Um, if you rolled him out against Washington Commanders defense that you felt um, he could exploit, he absolutely did that, and you got a massive, massive um, point total in your lineup, which is really great to see from a quarterback that a lot of people drafted very highly, especially in dynasty leagues. A lot of assets have gone in. Um, whether you purchased Justin Fields in the offseason, um, you've been very disappointed thus far, but he's had a couple of good weeks now. He's been able to bounce back, which is really good to see. Um, Cleo Herbert, 10 carries, 76 yards. He does go down with an injury, and it looks like he's going to be missing a few weeks. And then we also had Roshan Johnson, um, just the 19 yards, but had to exit with a concussion. If he's back next week, you'd imagine that he's going to be relatively the lead back because he's probably the, the running back that's been taking the passing down work, limited as it is in Chicago. Um, he's probably going to be the guy that if you are really desperate at the running back position, you can put him into your lineup if he's going to be active. Um, because they played on a Thursday night, there's probably a greater chance that he gets back um, and out of concussion protocol. Otherwise, I think Deontay Foreman um, becomes an active player. I mean, lately he's been um, inactive, healthy scratch. So I think he could potentially comes back into the lineup. Uh, but that remains to be seen. Roshan Johnson's probably the only guy I could even consider playing. Um, again, only if you're in a pickle as well. Um, as far as the receivers go, Cole Komet had another great game. 5 for 42 and the touchdown. Continues to be a low-end tight end one. Um, you know what you're going to get from Cole Komet. Um but it was DJ Moore having a monster day. Eight catches, 230 yards, three touchdowns. Um, absolutely incredible performance. It's exactly what the Chicago Bears wanted when they traded for DJ Moore and exactly what uh, DJ Moore owners wanted um, to see from him. He's clearly the alpha here. Um, as someone you can play in your lineups with confidence and, you know, believe it or not, does have um, significant upside. I think that was a lot of um, people's queries going into the year, um, whether DJ Moore had um, upside to have these kind of weeks. And I probably would have told you that he doesn't, but here we are. Justin Fields throws for four touchdowns. How good is that? Um, the commander side of the ball, really disappointing game overall for that team, getting beaten by the winless Chicago Bears at the time. Um, as far as fantasy goes, though, <clears throat> 
Sam Howell has 388 yards, two touchdowns, does throw an interception. They're playing from behind um, for a vast majority of this game. Got, you know, it was basically a two or three touchdown lead straight out of the gate very quickly. Um, But Sam Howell was able to, you know, at least salvage his fantasy day. Um... He did have four carries for 19 yards. Brian Robinson, just the six carries for 10 yards. No other running backs did get a rush. That's just because they're playing behind. Um, you're never going to expect Brian Robinson to have a good day um, in, a, in a match that they're you know losing very early on. Um, so you were disappointed with his performance and what probably should have been a plus matchup for him. Um, we did have Logan Thomas go off in for nine catches, 77 yards and a touchdown. For those that were playing Logan Thomas, I mean, props to you. You've been very happy with what you got out of him. Curtis Samuel continues to be sneakily productive and pretty much, I wouldn't say leads. So Terry McLaurin's probably been slightly better than Curtis Samuel so far in fantasy um, to this point of the season, but he continues to be a thorn in the side of Jahan Dotson, who had just the three catches for 30 yards. Um, Curtis Samuel, six catches, 65 yards and a touchdown. Antonio Gibson had four catches for 64 yards, and Terry McLaurin, four for 49. Rather pedestrian games as well. Brian Robinson did salvage some of his fantasy day with four catches for 33 yards. Um do you want to touch on Jahan Dotson, some a player that a lot of people were, you know, quite high on moving into the start of this year, hasn't really been able to put it together at all, and it's not someone you can trust in your lineups, unfortunately. Um, again, we thought that he would take a jump and move significantly ahead of Curtis Samuel and potentially even be a one A, one B situation with Terry McLaurin, but that hasn't come to fruition um, unless this offense takes a massive step forward, and you can see, you know two to three receiving weapons being, you know, viable in fantasy. Um, Jahan Dodson is not someone that should be seeing your lineup. Let's move on to the London game. I didn't have the pleasure of waking up at, I believe it was like 12.30 or 1 o'clock in the morning to watch this London game. Did get up for the, uh, the start of the games at 5 a.m. on the Sunday early slate. Um, but Josh Allen did have a decent fantasy day in the end, um, but the offense did struggle, only putting up 20 points um, and losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars 25-20. to 20. Um, Josh Allen did have 359 yards, two touchdowns, does throw a typical Josh Allen interception because that's just what he does. Good old arm punt, um, but again, was trying to hit the Stefan Diggs um, long down the field. Got picked off. It was a jump ball. I mean, he probably could have put it in a better spot, but this is just what Josh Allen does. Um, did also have four carries, 14 yards, and a touchdown on the ground, so a really good fantasy day in the end. Um, really disappointing day for James Cook. He did only have the five carries. Again, they were playing from behind for a vast majority of this game. Um, just the five carries, negative four yards. Couldn't get anything going. Latavius Murray has just the two carries, and Damian Harris has the three carries as well. They both had 13 and 6 yards, respectively. Um, again, this backfield continues to be split. James Cook's the guy that's going to get the work on receiving uh, the receiving work um, and keep himself fantasy relevant. Um, but when you know the offense that's generally good is going to struggle, the running backs are realistically the first um, players that get hurt the most, unfortunately. Stefan Diggs, another monster game, has 8 for 121 and a touchdown. Gabe Davis continues his touchdown streak. Six catches, 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, if you've been someone that, you know, took Gabe Davis late in your fantasy draft and you've just accepted that you're going to play him, you might have gone running back heavy. You might have taken an elite tight end, elite quarterback early. Gabe Davis is someone you've been playing. You've been very happy with the production you're getting out of him. Um, Deontay Hardy had two catches, 62 yards. Like I said, James Cook, 3 for 25. Don Kincaid, 2 for 19. And Dawson Knox, 3 for 17. Those two guys, probably not some uh, players that you can trust in your lineup right now. Neither has really um, taken a step ahead of the other. They're really splitting that um, receiving workload quite evenly. Um, So, yeah, Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox, both good players, but not um, options I'm looking at um, in my tight end position. Even if I'm streaming the position, I'm going to look for someone that is the clear-cut starter there. 
Um, on the other side of the ball, though, we had a really nice game from Trevor Lawrence. He had 315 yards and a touchdown. Doesn't give you a massive fantasy day, but does get you enough points there where you're not upset. But they did win the game. They controlled this game for the vast majority of it. Um, and that was through none other than Travis Etienne, my boy. Um, absolutely controlled this game. 26 carries, 136 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Incredible performance. Um Someone that you drafted to be a running back one is actually producing as a running back one and a high-end running back one at that as well. Um, so, again, people that drafted Travis Etienne, people that own him in Dynasty are very happy with his performance so far this year. was a little touch and go with uh, how involved Tank Bigsby was in week one, but we've seen that just go away. I think the coaching staff realized that Travis Etienne's far more talented than any other running back they have on that roster, um, and the results have shown um, that as well. Trevor Lawrence does have seven carries for 31 yards, Calvin Ridley a couple carries for 14. Bigsby did have just the three carries for eight yards. Um, so again, just to note, it's pretty much entirely Travis Etienne's backfield. I said this last week, um, so you should be starting Travis Etienne with supreme confidence every single week regardless of the matchup. Um, the receiving game, we did see Calvin Ridley get back um, into fantasy scoreboards pretty much. It was very quiet the last two weeks. Um, you know, owners are probably getting a little bit worried, um, you know, considering Christian Kirk was going off, having great games, and Calvin Ridley seemed to be the uh, second fiddle to Christian Kirk. Uh, but he has come back, has seven catches, 122 yards. Christian Kirk, nice game, six for 78. Travis Etienne also adds four for 48 through the air. Evan Ingram, four for 28, continues to be a streaming tight end option. Um, and Zay Jones, in his return, just three catches, 23 yards, but gets into the end zone. So any desperate people that played Zay Jones, you got bailed out by a touchdown, and you were very, very happy with that. Um, not too much else to take away from this game. Um, Jaguars, very happy with their performance. I think they'll be quite impressed. Um, at least, you know, their fans will be very happy that they're able to take a very decent scalp, regardless that it was in London. Um Let's move on to the New England Patriots-New Orleans Saints game. And I don't want to touch on this game for too long. Um, absolutely comprehensively dominated by the New Orleans Saints. New England Patriots are shut out completely. Mac Jones looks terrible. Um, Bailey Zappi even got reps at the end of the game. Just 12 for 22, 110 yards and two interceptions for Mac Jones. Bailey Zappi goes 3 for 9 for 22 yards. No better. Um... The running game couldn't get anything going. They were behind for they were behind by three touchdowns at halftime. Um, you're not going to be able to run the ball effectively in those situations because it just doesn't make sense. Your game strips script is completely out of whack. Ron J. Stevenson continues to disappoint fantasy owners um, as he splits time with Ezekiel Elliott in this backfield. Um, he does play the Las Vegas Raiders this week, which is going to be a, probably a more positive game script and probably against a worse defense than New Orleans Saints. Um, so if you are desperate, you have no other options because you've taken Ron Stevenson high in your drafts or you're relying on him in your dynasty league as well um, if you're going to play him now is probably the time um, even coming off a bad week um, but you definitely have to temper expectations he's not the running back one you thought you were drafting Silky Elliott has 8 for 21 as well but neither running back looks effective and neither running back is really getting any significant work either on the goal line because they're just not getting there they're not getting first downs um so again you've got to be very very cautious with these new england running backs i don't think either can be trusted in an ideal world kendrick Bourne two for 43 mario douglas one for 24 um Devontae parker two for 20 ezekiel Elliott gets four catches for 17 yards um mike Seki two for 17 juju smith schuster three for six again i wouldn't be touching any of these pass catches i spoke last week about how hunt henry can be a streaming option he goes and gives you a goose egg so again the New England Patriots cannot be trusted I don't even think you can trust you can't trust the running backs the quarterbacks the wide receivers if I have the option I'm going to bench every single New England Patriot um, that's on my roster and there really shouldn't be many that are rostered in leagues to be fair um, 
New Orleans Saints, though, complete opposite. The offense was clicking. The defense was incredibly good. Um, Derek Carr has a nice game, 183 yards and two touchdowns. Doesn't need to throw the ball much, only 26 attempts. Alvin Kamara and Kendra Miller um, heavily involved in the running game, as we expected. Alvin Kamara has 22 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Um, gets a very significant amount of the carries. I think that's um, an important thing to note as well. Getting a lot of the work on the ground, Alvin Kamara, despite his suspension early in the season, has been really good in his first two games upon return. Um, Kendra Miller, 12-37. Not super effective, but it's good to see the, the rookie getting involved. As well, um, Michael Thomas leads the team in receiving this week, has four for 65. Um, Kendra Miller had four for th- 53, which is really impressive from the rookie. Um, Kamara, three for 17. Rashid Shahid, two for 28. Chris Alave, just a two for 12, but does get the touchdown. So, again, you you bailed out by a touchdown. Um, his production so far in the last couple of weeks hasn't been great, um, but I think... You just shouldn't worry about Chris Olave. He's an elite player. Um, there will be better weeks. There's going to be weeks where they're not winning 34-0 to and they actually need to throw the ball where Chris Olave is going to be very valuable moving forward. Um, Foster Moreau got himself into the end zone as well with a six-yard catch. Um, Michael Thomas, I just want to touch on Michael Thomas. Um, has been really, not. I wouldn't say, average makes it sound bad, but I'd say he's been relatively average. Like he's been an okay player. Um, if you've played him in your lineup, you've gotten your eight to 10 fantasy points. Um, nothing crazy, but hasn't burned you at all. I think touchdowns will come for Michael Thomas, um, but it remains to be seen. It's going to be hard to pick what weeks um, that'll be. I'll move on to the Colts and Titans games, where the Colts have come away with the win, 23-16. to Get the job done over the Tennessee Titans in a divisional matchup. Um, we had Ryan Tannehill, again, very disappointing. Not a good player, Ryan Tannehill. He's past it. Um, but you know who's not past it? DeAndre Hopkins. We'll get to him in a minute. Um, but Ryan Tannehill, 264 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Um, and then we also had Derrick Henry attempted a pass, but uh, no completion this time, no touchdown for Derrick Henry this week. Um, Derrick Henry does have 13 carries for 43 yards. Again, nothing special there. Patanche Spears, seven carries, 34 yards, one touchdown. I think we're going to see Tajay Spears continue to hurt Derrick Henry as this season goes on. We saw it a couple weeks ago. We didn't see it last week because we had Derrick Henry going off um, for his touchdowns and, you know, big runs. And you're going to get that with Derrick Henry. But I think Tajay Spears is a consistent piece in this offense and he's someone they are willing to get involved. He gets all of the passing down work. He had four catches for 35 yards. Derrick Henry did get three catches for 19 yards in his own right. Um, when it comes to obvious passing down situations, it's Tajay Spears. He's playing next to half the snaps of, um, as Derrick Henry. They're basically splitting time 50 50 there. Um, so it's just something to be aware of if you are a Derrick Henry owner. Back to DeAndre Hopkins though. 8 for 140 or 140 yards. Looked like his old self. Looked like he's gone par- gotten past that ankle injury. Some of those nagging injuries he had earlier in the season and also, you know, in the offseason as well. Um, looks really good. Was getting open. Um, was making contested catches. Um, he looks like himself, which is great to see. Um, Chigo Conquo has 5 for 33. Um, and Trayvon Wesco has a catch for 21 yards. Nick westbrook Keen um, does just the one yard, uh, one catch for 9 yards as well. Again, he was someone who had been getting involved slightly, but not someone that was on our fantasy radars as well. Um, the Colts had a really good start to the game. Anthony Richardson was able to uh, put up some points early. He was 9 of 12 for 98 yards, looked really, really good, um, had just two carries for five yards. Prior to him hurting his shoulder, went down um, in a tackle and didn't, uh, you know, got up but didn't look good the way he walked off the field. He had his um, arm down quite low, um, looked like he'd sprained his shoulder. Um, 
Like that was confirmed after the game, and it's looking like he's potentially going on uh, injury reserve. So he'll be um, out for some time. They reckon he's probably going to be out for two to three weeks, if not four weeks. Um, remains to be seen and confirmed as well. Wait and see what his practice um, looks like moving forward. Um, until that time, Gardner Minshew will be the starting quarterback, and he had a very solid game. He only had the uh, 14 attempts, but 11 of 14, 155 yards. Quite an efficient day for Gardner Minshew in the end. Um, but it was the Zach Moss show. 23 carries, 165 yards, two touchdowns, ran all over this normally stout Tennessee Titans run defense. So incredibly good game for Zach Moss. If you kept him in for just that one more week, despite the return of Jonathan Taylor, you were rewarded with your bra- your bravery was rewarded. Um, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, but Jonathan Taylor and his return, just the six carries for 18 yards. Um, I don't really want to dig too much into the production for Jonathan Taylor. I think Zach Moss has proved that he's going to be a complimentary piece in this backfield. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to take over this backfield again. He'll go back to him being the main running back, but the performance of Zach Moss is probably going to warrant him getting some touches, whether that's a, I don't think it's going to be a 50-50 split, but potentially Jonathan Taylor gets 60 to 70% of the carries and Zach Moss picks up that 40 to 30% of the carries. I think that's a fair split um, based on the production we've seen from Zach Moss thus far. They have paid Jonathan Taylor that contract. Um, he does get his extension, so I think they're going to be willing to use him as well. But given they've given him a multi-year extension, I don't think um, it's in their best interest to have Jonathan Taylor getting 100% of the carries um, as well. So I think it'll be interesting to see how this uh, backfield shakes out. And I think Zach Moss, if he falls into the end zone a couple times, three or four more times over the, the course of this year, you're going to be very upset if you're a Jonathan Taylor owner. Um as far as the receiving weapons go, Michael Pittman has a pretty relatively quiet day, 5 for 52. Um, not a complete disaster in your fantasy lineup. Josh Downs has a nice game, 6 for 97. Someone that was taken, obviously, a little bit later in the NFL draft um, to the Indianapolis Colts, but has shown some promise as well. Someone to keep an eye on. Um, if you are looking for a streaming option, Josh Downs is potentially um, someone you can pick up, especially with um, Gardner Minshew starting a quarterback instead of Anthony Richardson. Some of these passing, um, these receiving weapons are a little bit more um, entire moving forward. Zach Moss does have two for 30. Marley Cox has a catch for 17 yards. Alec, Andrew Ogletree 16 yards, two catches. Jonathan Taylor's a catch for 16. Colin Granson a catch for 15 as well. Um, we'll move on to the very next game. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. What an awful, awful game to watch. Anyone who was forced to watch just this game because maybe you lived in that that area and that was a game that was being televised you didn't have access to red zone i apologize to you i hope that you're okay um, i wish you the very best especially if you're a baltimore ravens fan um, when you were leading this game 10 to 3 for pretty much the entire time um, lamar jackson and this offense just could not get enough um catches i want to say just pretty much put it down to the receiving weapons sold lamar jackson um i don't think lamar jackson performed poorly does throw the interception and only has the 20 236 yards on 22 of 38 but if you go back and you watch the replay um they left touchdowns off the board they left hundreds of yards i would argue it would be over 150 yards um were dropped by these receiving weapons it was zay flowers mark andrews none other than nelson Aguilar. it's what we you know expect from him um rashad bayman odell beckham jr couldn't get open um this receiving group was really poor today i don't know what it was they're generally a pretty good group and i think they'll bounce back but this week they cost them the win and to be perfectly honest we had gus edwards in the running game had 12 carries for 48 yards continues to have gus edwards type weeks it's going to be the 12 carries for 50 yards it's just what he does it's going to give you nothing more nothing less um 
Lamar Jackson, six for 45. And it was Justice Hill, who was the running back that got into the end zone. He has seven carries for 32 yards and a touchdown. Um, someone that you can put in as a flex play, I think, because he's going to be getting the receiving down work. He does have four catches for 13 yards in this game. Um, someone that doesn't have major upside but can give you a few points, especially in full point PPR leagues. He can be a little bit valuable. We had Zay Flowers, five for 73. Had a nice game in the end, but again, drop passes really cost this team. Mark Andrews has six for 65. Nelson Aguilar, four for 64. Um, Odell, two for 13. Rashad Bateman, one catch for eight yards. God, Rashad Bateman sucks. Um, just got to point that out. Man was supposed to be good, and then he's just, he's really just not. Like, you can't just make excuses for injuries forever. Um, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, though, through all of the struggles they had in the first three quarters of the game, they come away and they win this game. Kenny Pickett has 224 yards and a touchdown, 18-32. Wasn't having a good game up until that very last throw to George Pickens and he got that touchdown. So I had George Pickens in one of my lineups and I was very excited when he caught that touchdown. It was great to, great to see. Um, one thing that was pointed out by Joel, other podcast host, loved podcast host Joel, um, did point out if George Pickens was to slide down at the one-yard line and they kick the field goal, they actually win the game. They don't give Baltimore a chance to come back and win that game or tie that game up. Um, so that was interesting. I think he really wants to be a coach in the NFL. So shout out, Joel. I am uh, just want to post this out there. You should just follow your dreams, Joel. Go out there. Be an NFL coach. I back you. Um but yeah, George Pickens scores a touchdown, 6 for 130 yards and a touchdown. Incredibly good, productive fantasy day for him. Jalen Warren continues to be um, a pain for Najee Harris owners. Three catches, 39 yards. Allen Robinson, 5 for 29. Connor Haywood, 3 for 23. Najee, just the one catch for three yards. Um, Najee Harris did lead the team in... Uh, rush attempts, but didn't lead them in yardage. We had Jalen Warren being more efficient yet again. Nine carries, 40 yards for him. Najee Harris, 14 carries, 37 yards. Um, again, very, very disappointing week from Najee Harris. Um, continues to be disappointing. Um, we're seeing this backfield in a poor offense being split, um, and there isn't really um, sort of enough points and volume to go around for both of these guys to be fantasy relevant. Jalen Warren, obviously someone that was a much cheaper draft cost than Najee Harris. Um, potentially is a flex play, but it's really hard to trust Najee Harris. In most places, you're going to have him, though. You really don't have any other better options. If you do, get him out of your lineups. Um, You can't really expect Najee Harris to be putting up um, great fantasy numbers, unfortunately. Move on to the Detroit Lions and the Carolina Panthers game. The Detroit Lions moved to 4-1. Carolina Panthers moved to 0-5. Very disappointing start to the year for the Carolina Panthers, despite um, all the promise that and talk about their rookie quarterback, number one overall pick, Bryce Young. He has looked like a rookie. I won't say that he's looked bad. I'd say he's looked like a rookie. Um, he's thrown for, He throws here for 247 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, again, has an okay fantasy day just by throwing those three touchdowns. Um, but again, wasn't super impressive, but I wasn't super um, concerned about what I saw from Bryce Young, at least long-term. Um, we did have Tuba Hubbard leave this backfield in rushing as well. He had nine carries for 35 yards. Miles Sanders, seven for 32. Both of these guys, you cannot play them. Another situation, much like Pittsburgh, this offense isn't good. Therefore, the running back generally is not going to be good. And the work's being split 50-50 between these two guys. And neither two guys are very, very talented, in my opinion. Um, LaVisca Chanel also has five carries to 27 yards. So I don't know what you're expecting from these running backs. Um, you shouldn't be expecting much. Keep them on your bench. Um, potentially, if one of them goes down, there's a little bit of upside there. But again, I'm not really interested in either of them. The receiving weapons, though, Adam Thielen continues to be... 
you could almost say dominant as far as a wide receiver goes in fantasy football. Currently a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy. Gives you 11 catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Um, someone that I acquired very cheaply last offseason. Um, and I've been playing him in my lineups the last three weeks. And I'm very excited to be getting those Adam Thielen points. Um, so shout out him. Continue to play him in good matchups as well. Um, he's getting a high, high amount of volume as well. Getting all the targets from Bryce Young continues to be his security blanket and veteran receiver. Um, there was reports that they're looking to add some receiver help as well. So maybe that changes things moving forward. Um, but thus far, it's been entirely Adam Thielen. We had Jonathan Mingo had five catches, 48 yards. DJ Chark, three for 42. And a touchdown as well. Had an okay fantasy day. I don't know how many people were playing DJ Chark. Ian Thomas, 1 for 28, and Hayden Hurst has a catch, has three catches for 21 yards. Tommy Tremble catches a touchdown for one yard as well. No one had Tommy Tremble in their lineup. Um, if you did, send it to us on Twitter um, at the FB Addicts, but we know that's not going to happen. Jared Goff. On the line side of the ball, another impressive day for him. Um, this offense continues to be electric and com- continues to be incredibly efficient um, and high-powered as well. He has 20 of 28, so incredibly accurate. 236 yards, two touchdowns, no interception. Continues to be incredibly careful with the ball, incredibly accurate. Um, and this offense just continues to get better and better, and this football team looks legit. Um, another massive day from David Montgomery, who continues to be one of the best fantasy running backs um, in the entire NFL. 19 carries, 109 yards, and a touchdown. We saw Craig Reynolds um, as well chime in in Jameer Gibbs' absence as well. Produced as well, 7 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Jared Goff also gets into the end zone as well on the ground. We saw Josh Reynolds in Armin Rasay Brown's um, absence pick up 4 catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. I think that was a really, um, for those that were pretty sharp, and they saw Armin Rasay St. Brown out of the game. They got Josh Reynolds into their lineups and they were rewarded as well. Just one of those ones where if you're paying attention, you're able to you know pick up potentially Josh Reynolds off of waivers. Um, I know a few weeks ago he was someone that we were targeting, um, actually picking him up. This is exactly the spot you wanted to play him against a good matchup against Carolina Panthers who predict to not be very good. You get him into your lineup. You got no Armin Ra St. Brown um, and no other real legitimate receiving weapons um, at the wide receiver position, um, and you were rewarded with a touchdown. Uh, speaking of being rewarded. Awarded with touchdowns. Sam Laporta, three catches, 47 yards, two touchdowns. Continues to have arguably the best rookie tight end season um, in history so far. Um, he's been electric, gives you a massive fantasy day, gets into the end zone twice. Um, he looks like a favorite target of Jared Goffs, and this is a high-powered offense. Continue to play Sam Laporta with confidence um, and someone you're excited to put in your lineup. Khalif Raymond, 3 for 45. Marvin Jones, 2 for 22. David Montgomery, 2 for 20. Brock Wright, 3 for 16. Donovan Knight, shout out. I can't believe that guy actually got some playing time. One catch, eight yards. Jameson Williams, upon his return, just the two catches for two yards. Um, they didn't, you know, employ him everywhere all over the field. They, you know, used him in um, specific spots. They didn't play a lot of snaps, but Jameson Williams, that you know, someone that wouldn't say that I'm interested in, but someone I think is talented, um, you know, under all of the controversy and injuries and everything like that. I think he's someone that will work his way into this offense um, and provide them value. Whether that's going to be important for fantasy this year um, or not is probably something I don't think is going to happen. Um, I just think he needs a bit of time to acclimatize to the NFL, get involved in this offense. And I think moving forward, Eventually, there will be a time where Jamison Williams is relevant, but it's not quite yet, um, in my opinion. 
The next game we want to get to is the Atlanta Falcons versus Houston Texans. Um, incredibly entertaining game. Two young quarterbacks, two young teams that have got you know exciting weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Um, some at quarterback, some at wide receiver, some at tight end. Um, we'll get stuck into those. CJ Stroud has another um, impressive game, especially as a rookie quarterback. Um, just the 249 yards and the one touchdown, but again, the way he led um, that late drive to put the Houston Texans in front um, late in this game was really, really impressive and something you don't see very often from rookie quarterbacks. So CJ Stroud, again, someone that we're really impressed with here at the Fantasy Addicts and someone that, uh, you know, if you speak to Andrew, you cannot speak highly enough of CJ Stroud. Um, I think... Just as far as like a dynasty price goes, I think it's a bit late to be trying to acquire CJ Stroud. You're not going to be paying a very fair price. I think you're going to be paying an absolute premium. And, you know, rightfully so, I think he's is the real deal. And moving forward, he's someone you can put in your fantasy lineups with quite a bit of confidence. Um, as far as the running game goes, we've seen the Houston Texans actually move away from that committee they were running very early on in the season with um, Devin Singletary, um, even Daria Gumbawale, um, and even Mike Boone as well. It pretty much was entirely Damian Pierce, had 20 carries for 66 yards. Not incredibly efficient, um, but was able to get some production. Again, it wasn't enough in the end for them to win this game because we did have the Atlanta Falcons taking out this game 21-19 to um, with a late drive and a young wake who um, touched, uh, not touchdown, field goal um, to win this game. We did have Dalton Schultz getting back into the scorers column as well. Seven catches, 65 yards, and he was the one who caught um, CJ Stroud's touchdown. If you did happen to stream him, congratulations to you. Um, continues to be one of those like late, end, late tight end ones, um, that streaming sort of tier as well. Tank Dale, 357. Nice game for the rookie. Nico Collins back down to earth with three for 39. Again, there are going to be good weeks and Nico Collins is going to be bad weeks. Um, this is just what happens. You've got a rookie quarterback. Um, you can't throw for 400 yards every single week and have 50 pass attempts. And Nico Collins can't have 150 yards and two touchdowns. Unfortunately, that's just not the world we live in. Robert Woods, three for 30 um, as well. And then some other um, players to note as well. John Mechie, two for 20. Damian Pierce has a catch for 16 yards as well. Um, let's move on to the winner's side. The Atlanta Falcons and Desmond Ritter get the job done. Uh, Desmond Ritter leads a late drive to get them into field goal range. It was quite impressive on that drive, to be fair. Uh, does find Drake London up. Uh, I believe he found him up the middle. Um, for a nice game to pretty much get them into field goal range as well. So props to Desmond Ritter and to Drake London as well. Um, but Desmond Ritter has 329 yards and a touchdown. Also has a rushing touchdown as well. Really great fantasy day for him. We saw Drake London complete a pass for 22 yards. Um, and then we also had B. John Robinson and Tyler Allegia continue to split carries. We actually saw Tyler Allegia have more carries, but was nowhere near as efficient. Not nowhere near. Um, wasn't as efficient as uh, Bijan Robinson, as we all expect. Um, but he did have 17 carries for 40 yards. So, again, 2.4 a carry, nothing special there. Bijan Robinson, 14 for 46 and 3.3 yards a carry. Again, the Houston Texans run defense actually performed really well this game. Um, so, again, you weren't, you're hoping to have big games from these guys. Um, but you did get a nice game out of B. John Robinson because he does catch two passes for 12 yards but gets into the end zone. Um, that catch he took one-handed and then brought that one into the end zone. Incredible. Um, God, he's a freak. He is the man. Um, shout out B. John Robinson. Um, he's going to be a freak um, and an incredibly good fantasy asset moving forward for years to come. Um, but you know what was impressive? Kyle Pitts and Drake London had a good game, everyone. Uh, we were all waiting for it. We were all excited to see it. Um, I think there's, you know, as far as a fantasy community goes, I think everyone re- thinks that Kyle Pitts and Drake London are great players, but this situation has been so poor. Um, they haven't been able to thrive, uh, which is sad to see. But Kyle Pitts has seven for 87. 
Actually, it's a little bit, now that I read it back, it's a little bit sad that we consider 7 for 87 a really great game for Kyle Pitts and we're, we're here victory lapping, you know, the greatest tight end prospect in NFL history for having 7 for 87, but that's kind of the point it's gotten to right now. Drake London, 6 for 78. I feel like we've done so doing the same thing here. We're, we're victory lapping a, a first-round wide receiver, um, getting 6 for 78, but, you know... It makes it hard when Desmond Ritter's the quarterback, but they do get the win here. Um, Johnny Smith, again, continues to be involved. Um, Johnny Smith's playing a lot of the tight end position, and then we also have Kyle Pitts not playing a lot of the tight end position. Kyle Pitts playing a lot of wide receiver and slot wide receiver. So that's exactly why Johnny Smith's getting involved. Six for 67. Again, continues to have a nice um, stretch of games here. Mac Hollins, two for 29. Keith Smith, one for 28. Uh, Michael Pruitt has one for 22. B. John Robinson, two for 12, like I said. Kadera Hodge, one for 11. Scotty Miller, uh, two for 10 as well. Um, let's move on to the very next game. We have the Dolphins and the Giants. These Dolphins. Offense is incredible. Continues to be awesome. Um, Tua does throw a pick six in this game, though, which was quite funny, um, especially at the time. The uh, New York Giants thought they were back in that game, but then they, uh, the Miami Dolphins just put the pedal back down and they pull away and get the win here, 31-16. to Tua Tagovailoa, 308 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Again, if he doesn't have those two interceptions, you're really, really happy with his fantasy day. Um, again, just a solid um, performance from him as well. Um, do you want to say Tua Tagovailoa is an elite uh, fantasy quarterback? I think that's clear. Um, I think this offense is elite. Um, you got to continue to start Tua regardless of matchup. He's matchup proof. I think this offense is good. Um, the good thing about the, these good teams at the moment, the, the Niners, the Bills, the Dolphins, although the defenses in their own right are decent and they're good, when the opposition's scoring a lot of points, these offenses are going to be catching up regardless. It, I feel like even if they played the Niners, it's not going to be a game that... That's one sixteen to seventeen. It's a game that's going to be one thirty-five to thirty-four, something like that. So again, both of those those quarterbacks, you can leave them in despite the um, on paper tough matchup. Um, in the running game, saw Raheem Mostert get ten carries for sixty-five yards and a touchdown. Remember, uh, remains involved. Um, you know, in the end, did end up playing sixty percent of the snaps ahead of Devon Achan. Um, but again, this is probably because Devon Achan, unfortunately, despite the eleven carries, one hundred and fifty-one yards and the touchdown. God, he's actually so good, Devon Chan. Um, does exit this game with an injury and it looks to be a multiple week injury. Looks like it's going to be three to four weeks. Potentially going to put him on IR, which would mean he's going to miss four weeks, but that remains to be seen. Um, so Raheem Most is someone you continue to put in lineups um, until he probably gets injured. Um, he's sort of that kind of guy. Um, but sadly, for such an electric player, it is sad to see him go down as we're starting to see him come into his own. Um, Tyreek Hill continues to be incredibly dominant. Um, he's arguably the best wide receiver in football. Um, eight catches, 181 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he's a freak. They don't call him Ty Freak for no reason. Cedric Wilson, 452. Jalen Waddle finally gives you a good fantasy day. And I say good, I don't mean great. He has five catches, 35 yards, but gets into the end zone. So people that had Jalen Waddle. Finally, he's given us a good week. I own him in the Dynasty League. I'm excited to see Jalen Waddle finally put up some points, um, despite only getting the 35 yards. Devonta Chan has a catch of 14 yards. Braxton Berrios, 2 for 13. And Raheem Mostert, 2 for 13 as well. The New York Giants continues to be a tough stretch. They're 1-4 and four now. 
Daniel Jones, 14 to 20, 119 yards before he exits the game with an injury as well. Um, his availability is up in the air. It's probably going to be Tyrod Taylor this week, potentially the week after. Um, again, you can't see them really winning any games with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback at this point of his career. He does have nine for 12, nine of 12, 86 yards. Um, again, incredibly disappointed. They don't have Saquon Barkley this week. Again, Eric Gray, 12 carries, 25 yards. Can't get anything going. Daniel Jones before he exits has four for 24. Matt Breida, nine for 21. Um, Tyra Taylor has three for 14 as well, but they can't get anything going on the ground. The offensive line's bad. They don't have any real weapons outside of Darren Waller, who does have eight for 86. But again, this is a game they were losing by multiple scores for a vast majority of the game. The game script's there. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot, but again, they're not really getting much purchase. Um, Darius Slayton, just a 2 for 35. Paris Campbell, 2 for 23. Isaiah Hodgins, 2 for 19. Wondell Robinson, 5 catches, but only 18 yards. A lot of dink and dunk around the line of scrimmage for him. Sterling Shepard, 1 for 13. Daniel Ballinger, 1 for 7. And Matt Breeder, 1 for 3. Um, Again, these New York Giants, they really, really need Saquon Barkley back. I think it just shows how important that man is to this team and to this offense. They really can't get anything going um, in his absence. Next game we got up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I think the Arizona Cardinals are better than a lot of people expected, but again, they're not going to be beating um, the Cincinnati Bengals that appear to be, I don't want to say it, but they look like they're back on track. Joe Burrow's calf looked better. Jamar Chase looks incredible. He's able to, you know, get into the end zone three times, 317 yards and three touchdowns for Joe Burrow. Um, Jamar Chase catches all three of those touchdowns, 15 catches, 192 yards, and the three tutties in T. Higgins' absence goes absolutely bananas. Shout out my fantasy team. Got him in two of my dynasty leagues. Um, cannot get enough of Jamar Chase. He's an incredible player. Um, Joe Mixon has another has a solid fantasy day, um, as you can probably come to expect. Nothing crazy, but does get you 25 carries, 81 yards, and then also gets four catches, 13 yards through the air. So again, solid day for Joe Mixon. Trenton Irwin has eight for 60. Tyler Boyd, six for 39. Um, Andre Iosivas has a catch for nine yards. Gee, that was... That's tough. Um, Chase Brown, one catch for two yards. And Kwame Lasseter, the second. Well, that's a cool name. Um, Has two yards as well. So the Cincinnati Bengals back on track. T. Higgins look like he could be back um, next week, um, potentially the week after. Probably another... Could be even three weeks for T. Higgins. Um, But they'll be looking to get him back soon. Um, Between now and then... Obviously, you're always starting to march haste, regardless of matchup, regardless of quarterback, almost. Um, but again, when T. Higgins comes back, it'll be just it'll be good to see um, this offense getting back on track entirely as well. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, despite them battling, um, I'm trying to think of the word. They're just battling. They they showing a bit of respect for themselves. They're not just falling over against these teams. Um, Joshua Dobbs does throw the two interceptions, only the 166 yards. Does throw for two touchdowns, however. Um, he's doing his best. Shout out Josh Dobbs. I mean, he's, he's doing a good job, um, all things considered. Not really much talent on this Arizona Cardinals team um, across the board, to be fair. Um, the running game, we saw Amario DiMercato have 10 for 45 and a touchdown. We had James Conner, 6 for 46. We had Rondell Moore get three carries, 50 yards. And then we also had Josh Dobbs, just the three carries, but only the one yard. Um as far as this running back room goes, James Conner did exit the game with a knee injury and he has been placed on IR, so he's going to miss at least four weeks. Um, that means that Amari DiMercato um, becomes a priority add on waivers, making sure that you're getting at least a significant amount of money. I think if you're really desperate for a running back and this Arizona Cardinals offense has shown that the running back position um, 
can be valuable. I think James Conner, even though he's been, I think he's a really talented player, um, he's not, you know, an elite player by any means. Um, I think that this running back position for the Arizona Cardinals can yield fantasy points. Um, and if it's going to be Amari, make sure you're given, you could potentially give up to 20 or 30% of your fab budget on him, and I wouldn't be against it if you need that a running back for those four weeks. Um, as far as the receiving weapons go, Marquise Brown puts in another good performance, and he's you know a high-end wide receiver too so far this season. Um, someone that we were a little bit worried about with Josh Dobbs under center and this Arizona Cardinals offense struggling, but he has four catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Another good week. Rondell Moore, three for 26. Jo- Je- uh, Jeff Swain, two for 22. Michael Wilson has a one catch for 18 yards. Trey McBride, two catches, 17 yards. Um, Demarcado has 12, ca- 12 yards on one catch, and Zach Ertz, just the two catches, 10 yards not very involved but does get the touchdown to uh, salvage his fantasy day for those that were streaming um zach ertz i know you're out there there was people streaming zach ertz there's people that drafted zach ertz to be their tight end one so well done to you he's been good so far um the next game we've got we had the philadelphia eagles who moved to 5-0 beating the los angeles rams 23 to 14 um again Jalen Hurts continues to be dominant. He's awesome. 303 yards, one touchdown, does throw the interception, but has 15 carries, 72 yards, and a touchdown. What a man. You know we love Jalen Hurts here at the Fantasy Addicts. Me and Andrew, big-time Jalen Hurts fans. Um, DeAndre Swift, incredible, not incredible game, another solid game. Uh, has 17 carries for 70 yards, 4.1 a carry. And then just to put that in perspective, Kenneth Gainwell, 7 for 17, 2.4 a carry. Believe it or not, first round running back DeAndre Swift is more talented than Kenneth Gainwell, who's probably taken in like the seventeenth round of the NFL draft. No, there's only seven rounds in the NFL draft. If you're a real one, you understand that. Um, but again, Kenneth Gainwell not nearly as talented as DeAndre Swift. Who would have thought? Um, the receiving game, we see Dallas got it finally getting back on track. Someone that was drafted as a high-end tight end one, you know, someone that was taken as a tight end five or six in drafts, if not even tight end four in drafts, um, has been really disappointing to start the season. They get him involved, has eight catches, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Great fantasy day for him. AJ Brown continues to get his season back on track, six for 127. He's an incredibly great player. Um, DeAndre Swift, six for 38, getting involved in the passing game as well. Seems to be taking a little bit more of that passing down work from Kenneth Gamewell, which is good to see for his upside long going long term. Kenneth Gainwell, one for seven. Um, Devonta Smith, despite the really good start to the season, we've seen it swing back to AJ Brown. I think we're going to see this all the way through. Um, both of them, you have to continue to start. Devonta Smith and AJ Brown, but Devonta Smith, just the one catch for six yards, sadly. We'll move on to the LA Rams side of the ball. Well, we had none other than Cooper Cup return to the game, um, return to the game of football. Um, it was good to see. Um, everyone was scared about that hamstring. Everyone was worried about that hamstring. You got a discount in him in drafts, and then he comes back and gives you eight for 118. Looks like Cooper Cup. Um, that was great to see. I've got him on my dynasty team in my home league. So good to get Cooper Cup back into the lineup. I was brave enough to do it. I thought, you know, I've missed this guy. I'm glad I got him on my team. I want to get him straight in there. So he had a great game. Puka Nakua continues his impressive start to his rookie season with 7 for 71 and the touchdown. Gets his... Gets his second career touch. Yeah, second career touchdown now. Um, he's a really good player. He's going to be someone that's a wide receiver two moving forward. Um, even if he's not a high-end wide receiver two, he's definitely not a bottom end. He's definitely not a wide receiver three, even with Cooper Cup back. So you're really impressed with what Puka Nakua is going to give you for the rest of the year. Um, Matthew Stafford, 222 yards, two touchdowns. He did does okay in fa- the uh, fantasy um, points for you. Kyron Williams, 13 carries, 53 yards. 
does also have two catches, four yards. Quiet day by his standards so far this year, um, but he does get pretty much all the work. Ronnie Rivers, just the one carry today. Um, so doesn't get involved really at all. It's Kyron Williams' show moving forward. 2-2 two, two Atwell, 2 for 9. And uh, Tyler Higby has 2 for 20 as well. It's not too much to take away from that game. Continue to start Kyron Williams. Puka Nakua, start him. Cooper Cup, keep him in your lineup. You can stream Matthew Stafford. Um, and then we discuss those Eagles and those wide receivers as well. A game that I don't particularly take much pleasure in talking about, the Denver Broncos and the New York Jets. The New York Jets moved to 2-3. and three. They went 31-21. to 21. The Broncos look incredibly disappointed again. Um, I think this team is probably the worst I've ever seen it in my lifetime anyway. Um, the worst that I've... They're probably arguably one of the worst teams in the league. I think they beat the Chicago Bears just because they blew like a three-touchdown lead. Um... To be honest, I'd probably rather be 0-5 because at least you've got a better shot at getting Caleb Williams because, unfortunately, despite Russell Wilson's, you know, not terrible play, he's not going to be able to see this rebuild through. He's not going to still be playing football by the time the Broncos are ready to compete again. Um, they need to tear this thing down. Um, I'll cut. That's, that's all I'm going to say. I'll cut it short. I was going to get upset otherwise. Um, we'll start on the Jets' side of the ball. Zach Wilson isn't able to get much going through the air. It doesn't matter. Um, has 199 yards, just no touchdowns, one interception. Um, but it was a Brees Hall show. 22 yard, 22 carries, 177 yards, and a touchdown. Believe it or not, Brees Hall is a better player than Dalvin Cook. Brees Hall is also much younger than Dalvin Cook, and Brees Hall is not washed like Dalvin Cook. Stop giving Dalvin Cook the ball, New York Jets. You finally figured it out. Good work. Um, Zach Wilson, 3 for 26. Dalvin Cook, 6 for 23 yards. Tyler Conklin has a nice little day. Um, did start Tyler Conklin in a, in a league as well. So shout out me. Has four for 67. Garrett Wilson, three for 54. Again, a little bit disappointing um, just because you're not going to get that much production out of Garrett Wilson. You do have to temper expectations with Zach Wilson at quarterback. Um, Alan Lazard, three for 33. Brees Hall has three catches of 17. Michael Carter, three for 14. CJ Uzama, two for 12. And Jeremy Ruckett, just the one catch for two yards. We'll move on to the Broncos side of the ball. They did have Javante Williams out for this game. So it was Jaleel McLaughlin getting the majority of the rushing work um, here and the running back snaps. Samaj P. Ryan had six carries for 22 yards. Jaleel McLaughlin, nine for 68. Russell Wilson has seven for 49 on the ground. Russell Wilson also has 196 yards and two touchdowns through the air. So a nice day for Jack Russell Wilson statistically. But again, this offense only puts up 21 points against the New York Jets and they give up 31 points. Um, and then also late game fumble, they have a chance to come walk, march down the field and try and win the game. Um, unfortunately, Russell Wilson does fumble the ball. They pick it up, they scoop, they score, um, and that's the game. So, again, really, really disappointing from these Denver Broncos. Samaj P. Ryan has four catches of 73 yards, leads the team in receiving. Um, again, so really good. In Javante Williams' absence, does get um, a decent amount of the passing down work as well. Um, Jerry Judy has six for 50. Again, not a terrible day, but you're still a little bit disappointed with the production you're getting out of him so far. Um, are rumors that he's potential that there's been teams inquiring about Jerry Judy and trading him um, and the Broncos trading him away? Wait and see whether that happens. Until then, Jerry Judy's someone who's probably, uh, you know, a, probably a mid-tier wide receiver three, not someone um, that can probably get into that what mid-wide receiver two range that you were hoping he could. Um, but hopefully he continue to improve as he comes back um, from injury and gets 100% healthy. I think he is just about 100% healthy. So, again, I think it's just this offense not being able to give him... Um, 
or he's really not being able to perform up to, you know, his potential as well. Um, Adam Trowman has four for 26 and get a, a touchdown as well. Jalil McLaughlin, for those that spot started him because of Javante Williams' absent, you got three catches, 21 yards, and a touchdown through the air, so you're very impressed. Colton Sutton um, goes back to being what Colton Sutton is, one catch, 13 yards, not someone that really should be on your radar. If you're starting in the first few weeks um, and you got some points out of him, be happy that you got some points because at this point, it's... Jerry Judy's probably the only guy that's on the verge of starting in this wide receiver room um, as well. Let's move on to the next game before I make myself sick at the thought of these Denver Broncos. Um, let's move on to the Vikings and Chiefs. Um, Vikings had a chance to come down and try and win this game and also or try try this game. Weren't able to get it done. Um, the Chiefs take this one 27-20. The Minnesota Vikings move to 1-4. Makes it really interesting about what they're going to do with Kirk Cousins, especially being him being a free agent at the end of this year. Um, we'll start with the Chiefs side of the ball. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 281 yards, two touchdowns. Um, continues to be Patrick Mahomes. Really great day. Happy with him in fantasy as per usual. Isaiah Pacheco um, looks like he's quite convincingly taking over this backfield. Um, there was quite a significant split last season. Um, we did see late in the season and through the playoffs, Isaiah Pacheco take on um, a bit more of the workload, but I think he's continued that, and he does now pretty much get all the rushing work, um, and then can, on the occasion does um, get a couple of catches as well. So Isaiah Pacheco, especially in a good offense like this, is someone you could be pretty comfortably starting every single week, um, but not someone that does have a massive upside. Um, he's not someone that's going to have 180 yards and two touchdowns like a, like a Brees Hall. Um, but he does have 16 carries, 55 yards, and the touchdown. Jerry McKinnon, just the one carry for seven yards. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, three carries, four yards. And Kadarius, dog shit, Tony, has one carry for one yard. Travis Kelsey has a great game. Um, shout out Travis Kelsey. Also, you know, make sure you're watching... Um, the news. Well, I won't say the news. Or make sure you're keeping an eye on your notifications. No one watches the news these days. Keep an eye on your notifications. Travis Kelsey did um, twist his ankle, um, did leave the game for a portion of time as well. Um, he was limited in practice this week, but, you know, it was one of those, like, non-contact rolled ankles. Um, it didn't look like he did any significant damage, but it's more or less probably a pain thing. And then also, they want to be certain that he's not going to re-injure that in, um, in the next game. Um, but he did, however, have 67 yards and a touchdown, so a really good fantasy day for him. Justin Watson, 2 for 56. Rishi Rice, 4 for 31 and a touchdown. Rishi Rice is someone that I'm a little bit interested in. I did pick him up off of waivers this week. Um, looking to probably spot start him against the Denver Broncos. Um, in a game that you expect the Chiefs to freely score, um, you know, there's a decent chance he's going to score a touchdown. So I'm going to get Rishi Rice into one of my lineups this week. And, you know, if you're desperate at the wide receiver position or you're looking for some upside, um, Rishi Rice, not a bad little pickup. I hope that doesn't, um, you know, leave egg on my face and he goes out and has one catch for like five yards or something. Um, Justin Ross, two for 28. Kadarius Tony, five for 26. Man sucks. I hate Kadarius Tony. I just cannot stand him. Um, Noah Gray, 2 for 21. Jake McKinnon, 2 for 18. MVS, 1 for 12. Sky Moore, 2 for 11. Isaiah Pacheco has a catch for 9 yards. Now let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings, who are now 1 and 4. Face a pretty tough conundrum as far as the rest of their season goes now. Um, I'll get stuck into the main news. Justin Jefferson has 3 for 28 in this game. Exits the game with a hamstring injury. Has been placed on IR. So he's going to miss at least four weeks. Really looks like a nasty hamstring injury, to be honest. 
one of those ones that can linger for the rest of the season. I hope it doesn't. I hope he comes back after four weeks and he's 100%. He's Justin Jefferson, exactly what we want. Um, but unfortunately, that's going to hurt a lot of fantasy teams. going to hurt a lot of good fantasy teams as well. A lot of fantasy teams that had the number one overall pick. Um, so to see Justin Jefferson go down, I think um, it's upsetting for the entire community. Um, we wish him a speedy recovery. Kirk Cousins has another great fantasy day. has 284 yards and two touchdowns through the air. Three carries for five yards. Nothing crazy there. Um, but again, Kirk Cousins continues to be a high-end quarterback one. Um, obviously, we lose Justin Jefferson, but he plays the Chicago Bears this week. So he's probably another another week of being a high-end quarterback one for Kirk Cousins. Um, I've got him in a dynasty league. I mean, someone that you that was acquired very cheaply. Um, you probably could have acquired Kirk Cousins in the offseason very cheaply if you need a quarterback help. Um, so you Getting performances like this out of him has been really encouraging, but now that he loses um, his best weapon, arguably the best weapon in the game, and Justin Jefferson is going to be interesting to see how this offense adjusts. adjusts. Um, the running game, they couldn't really get anything going because Alexander Madison is not talented. Cam Akers is not talented, um, but Alexander Madison has eight carries for 26 yards. Cam Akers, 5 for 15. Neither of these guys are really um, someone I'm confident to start. Um, Ty Chandler has a carry for 15 yards, and Brandon Powell has a carry for nine yards as well. Jordan Addison in um, Justin Jefferson's absence, I think he's a must start. I think he's someone that uh, you can put into your lineups and be confident that he's going to get enough volume, that even on a bad week, he's still going to give you five yards and probably five catches and probably 60 yards. Um, he does have six catches, 64 yards and a touchdown in this game. Um, again, make sure you're starting Justin uh, Jordan Addison in Justin Jefferson's absence. TJ Hawkinson as well, he gets a bump up. Um, he has 551 in this game, but I think he's someone that's going to be really productive um, over these next four weeks at least. KJ Osborne, five for 49. If you're desperate, you can put in KJ Osborne, but I actually don't think he's a great player. Um, Brandon Powell, 443. Um, we mentioned Justin Jefferson. Alexander Madison, 2 for 20. Josh Oliver has a catch for 15. Um, Johnny Munt has a catch for 11 yards. Cam Akers, 2 for 3. We're almost there. Just got two more games to go. We had the 49ers absolutely crushing the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys moved to 3-2. and two. They could be the most overrated team in football. Um, Dallas Cowboys get absolutely manhandled by the San Francisco 49ers who moved to 5-0. and zip. Um, They look incredible, um, running like an absolutely well-oiled machine. Dak Prescott, really disappointing day. Continues to disappoint on the big stage, Dak Prescott. And I think I, I don't want to spread propaganda or rumors or anything like that, but I just feel feel like the Dallas Cowboys are going to move on from Dak Prescott at some point. Um, they've given him a big contract extension, but they just continue um, to fall short in big moments, and the quarterback play in those big moments has not really been up to scratch. This defense is really good, but again, they weren't able to control the ball enough on offense to give the defense a legitimate break, um, and the 49ers were just methodical um, the way they picked that defense apart. So really well coached by Kyle Shanahan as well. You've got to give um, props where it's due. Uh, Dak Prescott has 153 yards, one touchdown, th- turns the ball over three times, three interceptions. Um, the running game, again, they were down very early in this game, um, down 21-7 to at halftime. Tony Pollard has 8 for 29. Um, Rico Dow, 5 for 15. Deuce Vaughn, 3 for 7. Brandon Cooks has a carry for 6 yards. Same with Dak Prescott. Um, Again, really, really disappointing day for all the running backs. Tony Pollard hasn't been um, the high-end running back one that you've drafted him to be. You're very disappointed with his performances thus far. I think there'll be better weeks ahead. You continue to start Tony Pollard um, every single week, regardless of matchup. You don't have a choice. Um, Again, there will be weeks where he goes absolute bananas, but it just hasn't quite happened yet for Tony Pollard. Um, 
in the receiving game, CD Lamb, 4 for 49. He's been relatively disappointing um, in comparison to where he was drafted and in comparison to where people are drafting him in, in dynasty leagues or acquiring him in dynasty leagues. He hasn't performed up to you know his potential or what you expected out of him. Um, again, there'll be better weeks. This is going to be games where the Cowboys have either just been smashed or they've just smashed the other team. So you haven't had weeks where Tony Pollard and CeeDee Lamb have needed to go back and forth with a the team. They haven't needed to go down the field and score on multiple drives. Um, so again, CeeDee Lamb's been really disappointing. Tony Pollard, 4 for 35. Jake Ferguson, 3 for 28. Um, Kevonte Turpin, he's the one who scored, catches one of the touchdowns. 1 for 26 in the touchdown. Michael Gallup, 2 for 15. Brandon Cooks, 1 for 7. Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, do not even think about starting them. If you think about it, I won't speak to you. Um, you know, if, you, if you're thinking about starting one of these two guys, send us a DM on Twitter. Ask, oh, should I start Michael Gallup or Brandon Cooks? Just so I know to block you and never um, mention your name again. Hopefully never think about you again because that's a terrible idea. Don't do it. Um, but, yeah, again, something to be really concerned about for the uh, Dallas Cowboys not being able to perform in these um, big-time situations. Speaking of performing in big-time situations, shout-out Brock Purdy, 252 yards, four touchdowns. Monster fantasy day, just the 24 attempts, 17 completions, incredibly efficient. Shout-out Brock Purdy, man. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant turns into Mr. Very Relevant. Um, The running game, again, was hitting on all cylinders um, as per usual for the 49ers. Jordan Mason has 10 carries for 69 yards, leads the team in rushing, believe it or not. Um, Even ahead of Christian McCaffrey, he has a touchdown as well. Christian McCaffrey continues his touchdown streak, 19 carries for just the 51 yards, but he gets into the end zone as well. Debo Samuel chimes in 5 for 30. Tyrion Davis-Price 6 for 21. We saw TDR and Jordan Mason getting uh, 16 carries between them because they just led this game very early on. There was no need to run Christian McCaffrey 40 times. Let's get the other guys involved. We're winning this game. Um, Speaking of dominating this game, three catches, three touchdowns, 67 yards. George Kittle whips up the undershirt. He says, F Dallas... Um, incredible stuff from George Kittle. Um, this is what we this is what we come to love George Kittle for. This is what we've expected from him, and he just hasn't been able to do it thus far because they do have so many weapons. They've got Christian McCaffrey scoring like 600 touchdowns every week. Brandon Ayuk's looked elite. Debo Samuel's going to do his thing, um, but it was George Kittle's week this week, so he's the reason why. This is the reason why you continue to start him and put him in your lineup because you're going to have blow up weeks like this because he is such a talented player. Brandon Ayuk, despite his good start to the season, had did just have four for 58. So he didn't burn you entirely, but he wasn't um, exactly the production that you'd been you know, accustomed to over the first few weeks of the season. Debo Samuel, three for 55 as well. Chris McCaffrey, two for 27. Kyle Juszczyk, four for 26. He gets the scores a touchdown. So, uh, you know, you were a little bit upset that it was Kyle Juszczyk instead of Chris McCaffrey if you are. Maybe if you come up like five points short in your fantasy matchup, you're a little bit upset that uh, it was Juszczyk catching that touchdown. Juwan Jennings, nine for 19. Ray Ray McLeod has a catch for just a yard. Now let's move on to the very last game. Las Vegas Raiders versus the Green Bay Packers. The Raiders move to 2-3. and three. The Packers go down to 2-3. and three. Um, Both of these teams not very good. If you weren't sure, both of these teams, terrible. Um, Jordan Love, I, I don't want to say terrible, but God, he looked terrible. Um, he has 182 yards, three interceptions, um, does not get enough done um, to win this game for the loss for the Green Bay Packers as well. Um, AJ Dillon, I've surprising to say, when you average 3.8 yards a carry, and I'm impressed, 
you've set the bar really low. Um, AJ Dillon has 20 carries with 76 yards and the touchdown, so a good fantasy day for him. If you're brave enough to start him, I wasn't. I honestly wasn't brave enough to start him, even against a good ra- um, matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, we did have Aaron Jones out late, so that obviously gives him a significant bump, and he was able to perform. Jordan Love has two carries for 37 yards. Um, again, Really disappointing day for Jordan Love. Isn't able to get things going. Christian Watson has a nice day. Three for 91. Gets tackled pretty much like five yards short in a horse color tackle. Um, and a score, if he had to get, to, if he gets in there, the Packers probably win this game. Um, really smart tackle by Marcus Peters in the end to get him on the horse collar because they're able to hold the, the Packers to a field goal on that drive. Um, Luke Musgrave gives you six for 34. So if you're playing a tight end premium, you're really happy with him getting the six catches. If you're in a standard, only 6.4 points, you're not that happy. Um, Josiah DeGuerra has a catch for 19 yards. Ben Sims, one catch, 12 yards. Dentavian Wicks has 10 yards on one catch. Jaden Reed, one catch, seven yards. Patrick Taylor, two for five. Romeo Dobbs, just the one for four. Really disappointing if you had Romeo. Romeo Dobbs, um, especially after the strong start to the season he's had. He thought he had a positive matchup against the Raiders here and he just has not performed the way you expected him to. Um, but yeah, again, Green Bay Packers. I don't know. Two and three now. Jordan Love's looked good and he's looked really poor. He hasn't really... It's been one or the other for Jordan Love thus far. So I think they'll continue to see um, how he progresses and how they'll you know approach potentially approach the quarterback position moving forward at the end of the season. Jimmy Garoppolo... Gets the job done. Just a 208 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Doesn't matter. He's a winner. Jimmy G knows how to win games. Um, again, I think this Raiders team is... I don't think it's good, but I think there's enough talent here, especially with Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Josh Jacobs, Michael Mayer. Um, I think there's enough talent on the offensive side of the ball for them to win some games here. I think they've underperformed thus far. Josh Jacobs does have 20 carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Trey Tucker, one carry, 16 yards. Jimmy G, four carries for four yards. Um, as I mentioned in the receiving game, Jacoby Myers has another good game. Seven catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Man used to hate the end zone. Now he lives in the end zone. So Jacoby Myers getting another touchdown, adding to his tally. Um, Devonta Adams, by his standards, incredibly disappointing. He has four for 45, goes up against his old team, um, playing up against Joey Alexander. You could probably say Joey Alexander gets uh, takes takes this one from him. Only four for 45. You're pretty happy um, if that's all Devonta Adams is doing to you. Um, Michael Mayer has two for 39. Josh Jacobs, 5 for 20, Austin Hooper 2 for 11, Amir Abdullah 1 for 11, and Hunter Renfro 1 for 7. Um, not too much else to take away from this game. Um, and that wraps up what was a very entertaining week 5. Um, again, I hope you took away all of those main points from each team. Um, hopefully you got some ideas about who you should be starting and sitting moving forward. Um uh, Obviously, waivers have run um, in all leagues. I don't imagine there's not really any leagues that run waivers um, tonight. But if there's any still available, if there's any that are free agents now, you're able to pick them up and add them to your roster. If you do need a spot start, any of the guys we mentioned previously. Um, Make sure you get involved. Uh, Make sure you follow the podcast on the Twitters at the FB, sorry, on the Twitters at the FB Addicts and on the Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. Um, Until next time, until next week. Good luck, win your fantasy matchups, and peace.